0: Oh, greetings there, travelers. It's been a minute. How have you been? Oh, you know how I've been. I've been better. Just kind of camping right now. Me and Michael have been thinking about uh, how to take back the inn. You see, the inn's very important. Without the inn, it's hard to remember the story. Try to write it down, but the words keep getting erased, and I don't know why. Um, we'll get the end back, though, travelers. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll think of something. Michael's just sleeping right now. Hm. So, a lot of crazy stuff happened where we last left off. Durham really rained hell down on New Dawn. Astoria tried to fight against her, but... She was not successful. Well, uh... It does get better, travelers. It does get better. You know, it's one of the crazy things about being out here in the middle of the woods outside Sanctuary. Apparently Battle Bard still delivers interns to you. I'm not sure how they found us. Very concerning, which means the cult might be able to find us. But, uh, anyways, this is Trent, the end. I. I am Trent. Thank you for using BattleBards sound effects. You could find more sound effects like these at battlebards.com. We have cities and dungeons galore. Okay. Thanks, Trent. Oh my god, you should have seen when I had to sign a contract with this guy. It took forever. Okay, um... Yeah, so... What we're going to be doing for the first, uh... part of this new chapter is we're going to be looking into each of the characters. For you see... They all didn't get hit the same in that blast. Some of them took more damage than others. Some of them took longer to get up. But the first to get up was the luckiest one. I think we all know who that was. So let's join Ronnie as we join him in Ronnie Finding Oneself.
1: I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos.
2: We find ourselves floating through a haze. And through this haze, we can hear the cheers of a crowd. They're all screaming and cheering in this darkened area. It looks like a concert had just finished up. And the door closes behind, somewhat cutting off all this screaming and cheering. And Ronnie, you are walking backstage to go meet up with your manager and the band. Ronnie and the Betrothed. Things have been going have far better than you ever thought they would have you have a record deal coming up your music has actually been really improving you're getting really good at writing songs and that's one of the things you always sort of pride in yourself is like you could just sit down and write a song you know you've been trying to keep yourself a little more in the straight and narrow and this is uh it's it's just been making everything work you head back past the rack of costumes that you have set up for yourself because you always love to change costumes after each song, which slows down the concert, but the fans seem to really dig it. They always want to see what's the next weird thing you're going to wear. Uh, what's your current outfit? Uh, daffodil. Like you look like a giant daffodil? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> All right, so you're walking back. You still have your flower head on, and you're knocking into things. Your leaf arms <laughs> knock over someone's coffee, and they're swearing. You <laughs> find the door to your band room, and you have to kind of go sideways because you're still in this daffodil costume. Uh-huh. I've been hopping. It's a single, it's a stem. It's oh, one so leg. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's been really difficult to get around. It's been tough. You're getting yeah. a sweat going, but, you know, it's yeah. it's worth it. You've been working on your cardio lately to help out with these really weird costumes, and uh, it's paying off. Yeah,
1: I just can't wait to plant myself on that couch.
2: Oh, yeah. You get in there, and you see your three band members. Jazzy Carl, the guitarist gnome. Jazzy Jeff, the bass gnome. And Jazzy Dan, the gnome drummer. And they're all in their daffodil costumes, just taking off the head, trying to get out of them, really. They're having a really hard time with this. (laughs) Because you insisted that there be, uh, like, no seams. They had to, like, slide it over their head. Uh You look over, and your manager, Dramaticor, the Beholder, is floating behind his desk and has a few burnt marks on it. You see to the pile of him, there's a pile of ashes... Probably another intern who messed up his coffee. You don't know how Dramaticord doesn't get arrested, but he sure doesn't, and he gets you gigs, which is important. But one thing that catches your attention is there is a dwarf sitting on your spot of the couch.
1: Who's uh?
2: I don't think we let fans back here. I think you got it. I think you got to get out of here, dwarf guy. Oh no! I was, I was told to come back here. Hi, uh, I'm Ronald, dwarf. Uh, okay,
1: um, were you bringing me coffee? I I don't actually drink coffee, so, uh, if you're here with the coffee, I think you need to leave.
0: Ronald,
2: the beholder, starts looming above his desk, knocking over another lamp. We have summoned you to the band meeting room for good reason. You are no longer with Ronnie and the Betrothed. No, I don't think that Ronald guy was ever with with Ronnie and the Betrothed. Ronald is staying. Ronnie is going. And you see, one of the gnomes finally gets this costume off of his head. Tosses the daffodil on the ground. He's sweating. He's just in, like, boxers. He looks up at you. It's Jazzy Jeff, the bass player. (laughs) Ronnie, listen. We've had problems with the band. Like alright. The way you rock those keys is great. And yeah, you come up with some pretty good songs. Like I Am Ronnie is charting right now. But listen, we we just need to try to keep a uniform band look. And all these costume changes and we just really feel like the focus of the band is all on you and it's not shared equally. So we really need to, we're taking things in a different direction.
1: Okay, but I mean, the reason I came up with the costumes for you guys too was so that you would look more like me and it would be more uniform. Now, granted, they are in black and white uh, and only minor in color, but that is, uh, you know,
2: my name's at the front of the band, so I need to be more colorful. That's just it. Why is your name at the front of the band? Why isn't it Jazzy Jeff and the Betrothed?
1: Well, when I came in and it was Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, and the Betrothed, uh, you know, that just wasn't a very good name. Uh, So, you know, I got rid of that and just made it Ronnie. Way snappier, I think. Uh, You can probably even ask that other Ronald. Ronnie, better name, right? You know, motioning over to him doing real big head nods.
2: Yeah, I mean like that's what my friends call me, like uh for sure they just call me Ronnie sometimes instead of Ronald, so I get it for that, but yeah, no, like I I can rock a pretty mean guitar and uh I really think I got a lot to bring to the band. Yeah.
1: Okay, so like backing chords for my for my actual sweet licks. I, I you know you know, Dramatic maybe this wasn't such a bad idea. Um if we just want to replace this this Jazzy Jeff guy with this Ronnie this other Ronnie. We can't call you Ronnie. I'm already Ronnie. Um, I think you'll be Kyle. You'll be Jazzy Kyle.
2: <laughs> oh man. No, Ronald. You. Wait. Damn. I'm getting names confused. <laughs> you are now known as Kyle. <laughs> now. <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> but my name's not Kyle, and this beam <laughs> shoots out and burns a hole right near his head. Your name is Kyle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ronnie, we have decided upon this through a game of X's and O's. I kept putting in the squares, and I lost. <laughs> so, that is why you need to leave. It was only fair. Oh, man. Oh, this can't be happening. Um, you know the fad okay. of where we solve all major decisions (laughs) through X's and O's has just been really taking off I mean the Uh, whole thing about changing all the laws of if you could murder someone through X's and O's (laughs) was just groundbreaking
1: well I gotta say it did great things for my divorce Uh, you know I'm so glad I gotta keep my apartment because I took center square
2: <laughs> Hold up, hold up Did Ronnie just say he murdered his wife?
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just that he settled his divorce problems through X's and O's
2: Oh, okay <laughs> Alright, well, I'll play trap I did not know that you murdered your wife Good for you, Ronnie I <laughs> ate my husband <laughs> And my children
1: it's, uh...
2: raw? Yes. How did you kill your betrothed?
1: No, no. Uh, my my betrothed, they're, they're still here. Uh, I'm probably going to kill him soon. But, <laughs> ah, uh... yes.
2: Tis only fair. But Ronnie, you are removed from the band. Now we are known as Kyle and the betrothed. But if he's gone, can't I just be Ronald? You are Kyle! And all this is hitting you. Isn't this Ronnie's dream? To have the band and all that named after him? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, uh... Oh, man. uh, Maybe, uh...
1: Can I at least keep the costumes?
2: Yes. You may. (laughs) They are all outside. All 150 of them. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I was going to eat them, but you can have them instead.
1: Okay, well...
2: Hey, I brought someone soy latte, uh, no fat, no dairy, whipped cream with dairy. <laughs> no! <laughs> and then he just gets vaporized right beside you. I wanted caramel. And the, the soy latte just falls on the ground Spills.
1: Just falls on the ground. I could have drank that.
2: I apologize. I do not like to waste things. As you feel this weight of everything... Everything's just going wrong. You Before you were hopping into the band room, everything was going great. You were at the prime of your life. This was... This was it. And now, standing there in your daffodil costume, looking at this dwarf who is replacing you, this Kyle taking over, it's not fair. And you are getting angrier, and you're Trying to move in your daffodil costume, and you feel like you're starting to tip over. And as you fall back and you're just about to hit the ground, you spring up in your bed. And you're looking around. You're sore. It's morning. You hear birds. Your head hurts. But it's not a hangover. It's like your head actually hurts from being hit by something. You have a lot of bandages on you. It's like some pink blotches of skin, like new skin's been formed. You look over and you see Kelsar in his bed in a full body cast. You see MZ is wrapped up. Both of his arms are in casts. You see Bordon, one of his legs is in a cast, and he's wrapped up pretty good. And you look over to your left... There is Quintos, the man who could duplicate himself, and there are four versions of him performing a tap dance. And he's just standing there watching, going, Yes, stay on point. Stay on point. (laughs) Wake up, I
1: suddenly look around, and I see all these people on cast. I'm just suddenly hit with all these memories of when me and my band were all on casts. Was that a costume choice? Yeah, singing our sweet new hit... You made me so sad,
2: I'm calling for my mummy. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a big Halloween hit, too. (laughs) Big Halloween hit, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. Mummy sales, like the costumes, they were really up that year. And the city's choice to have four Halloweens that year really helped with sales. It was
1: a good choice.
2: Yeah. I'm glad I
1: paid off all those people to make that call. Yeah. It was another world when you had a lot of money. Right. Well, I had all this money for tic-tac-toe boards. You know, it was all kind of overlapping. Were you one of the reasons that tic-tac-toe got real big?
2: (laughs) Uh, No, I just took advantage of it. Okay, nice. So, uh, Quintos looks over. He stares at you like a deer caught in the headlights. The other ones, they're all tapping still, but they're all looking at you with the same wide eyes. So you're awake now, Ronnie?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I seem to be awake. Be more awake.
2: It's been two days.
1: Oh well, at least didn't break my record.
2: Well New Dawn is gone. It's destroyed, it blew up. The story is in a coma. Doomsayer's dead, Sven's dead, bunch of people are
1: dead. I almost died. Yeah, I, I remember I remember a chunk of that. Uh uh, I'm not sure what you want me to tell you It it blew up real good I was there real close It blew up real good I, I think it was um, because MZ stabbed Doran with a sword Um, Yeah, that would probably do it You know, at this point I regret my choice not to have just run away uh, Normally that works It probably would have
2: worked there again too It worked for a lot of us A lot of us ran And he looks over at one of his clones and says, I said stay on point! And he shoves his fist through its head and just absorbs it. And the other three start tapping faster. (laughs) He looks back at you. Yeah, yeah, running was a good option. I left a bunch of me's back there to die so that I could run. I think I'm the real one. I am the real one. I, I am Quintos, yes. Anyways, there's food outside if you want some. In the main hall, they're all just studying and reading books. And I thought that sucks. I'm gonna work on tap dancing.
1: Uh, yeah, that's probably the call I would have made too. Okay, um, I'm gonna try and stand up. Am I? Am my legs covered in bandages, or is it just my head?
2: Uh, just your head. You got some bandages. You got like some on your arms and stuff. Like it looks like you're just in like, uh, just like your underclothes from your armor. Okay. And there's some clean clothes that are at the foot of your bed. You see your gear has been fixed up and it's sitting off to the side. Your gold suit has been mended. Okay, uh, can one of your guys here help me throw this stuff on? My arms are kind of, kind of not moving right. Sure, no problem. One second. He stands and faces you and just starts screaming as another version of him rips from the front of him. <laughs> <laughs> And then they walk over, and he turns back to the tap dancers, and this other version's like, "Hi." Um, that was real weird. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I've only been alive for about five seconds, so what do I know? Here, let's get these pants on. Yeah, let's uh, stretch my legs out. Pants on. Yeah, they do, like, those, like, things where he's helping you, like, stretch your legs. You don't need it, but you let him do it anyways. <laughs> and he's, like, helping you stretch, and then you get all clothed. They try to get your armor underneath your suit like you had it before, and it's all fitting really nicely. All right. I guess I'm gonna be annihilated. by And just, like, once again, Quindos grabs onto his clone, screams, and rips him back into himself. Huh. I wonder if my clones are like that. Maybe. This is my power uh, from the symbol. I don't want to let my clones get too confident. And he looks over at the other three You start tapping faster.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: maybe I'll try later. I'm going to scurry away. Careful. Clones try to kill you all the time. Oh, so does everyone else. Fair. Differences make. So, you walk out into the hallway and down to the main room where normally there's all those bookcases and the tables and the fireplaces. And you see it's been rearranged a little bit. There's more tables that were moved in. You see the large fish hooks that, like, when these massive creatures melted down and there was just a fish hook left, they have these on the table. They're looking over them. There's books piled everywhere. There's kind of like a buffet table set up where there's just a bunch of food people are just moving up grabbing food and going back to the tables of books and looking at these fish hooks um well i'm gonna grab a bit of food and then uh take it take it on the go i think okay so you grab some food and uh you just take an actual plate with you yeah because it's not like they have paper plates actual plate actual fork. and so you take this and uh you head her on out that nice fall breeze kind of hits you as you come outside and it's nice to stretch your legs get some fresh air it doesn't smell musty in there with all those people healing
1: Uh, well that was a good nap um i guess i don't know what to do anymore i'm kind of free i guess probably run away while these guys are all bandaged up Mm.
2: uh what city am i even in you're in sanctuary
1: in sanctuary
2: Yeah, so you're just outside the headquarters. It's like this uh, temple district. A lot of different priests and everything are moving. Some people look at you and they quickly hurry on. Uh, The one thing you do notice is that there's no cultists around right now. Hmm. Maybe someone knows a good way to find some of these other runnies.
1: If I could get one of those other runnies before these guys wake up trade places, then I'd be free. We all do a little scan here. All right, and I want to use uh, locate creature. Locate creature does not actually go very far. I think it's a thousand feet. Uh, so, are there any Ronnies
2: within a thousand feet? How does this spell activate? You just like kind of hit like a triangle or like a gong or something, and just like reverberates out. Maybe what maybe
1: what I'm doing is I'm. Uh, just sh- hitting a tambourine and, like, spinning in a circle.
2: Okay, love it. Yeah. It's like you got yeah. that Final Fantasy X unidance going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, letting the souls move on. Yeah. So you're there. You're dancing in the middle of the street. Carriages have to go around you. You start concentrating, trying to see if you can locate one of these Ronnies. And you start walking along. Because the spell goes up to an hour, so you can just kind of keep it going.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you feel... You know, it's not another you, but it's almost like a residue signature. Mm. Which way, or can I tell which which direction? You feel it's like coming from the market. Okay. Yeah, a thousand feet—not that far, huh? Yeah, you're basically like walking around town and just okay. sort of like banging on this tambourine. Something over there.
1: Mm. Well, I better investigate. I guess I'm already walking. I'm probably pretty
2: close to there. Yeah, you're not too far, like a thousand feet. Probably.
1: Uh,
2: I don't know how far a thousand feet is. Uh, so your standard city block is nine hundred feet. Nine hundred feet? Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, so would he even be even able to detect that? I guess if you're
2: walking around. Yeah, like you're you're not too like you're probably like uh on the street adjacent to where like this open market is.
1: Yeah. Okay. So go looking around there, looking for some Ronnies. Something
2: that smells like a run. You go there and you see there's this man. He He's not too tall. He's about five feet tall. He has this shaggy brown hair. He has these red robes on, like the cult that you've been encountering constantly. He has the necklace of the shining, uh, the Shining God around his neck. But he looks nervous and scared, and you feel that residue coming from him. He turns towards you, and you see he has goat legs. All right. And he looks wide-eyed and just happy to see you. Um, that doesn't look like me.
1: So, okay. Well, he's already looking at me.
2: He's coming this way. Oh, my God, Ronnie, is that you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's me. I have been waiting here forever for you. What's been taking you?
1: Uh, have, have we met? Yes. We just talked this morning. Nope, this morning I was, uh... Wait,
2: is it not the morning? It's just, I guess like he means earlier this morning. So. Oh, okay.
1: No, I, uh, I just woke up, and I don't sleepwalk. I'm pretty
2: sure I don't sleepwalk. How'd you know? Anyways, that's not important. <laughs> you said you were gonna help me out. The ringleader is after me. I gotta get somewhere safe. These cultists are trying to find me. I can't stay undercover anymore. They know. I haven't
1: actually seen that many cultists around here.
2: Yeah, a bunch um. of them went into the hiding, and they sent one of their goons after me because they found out I wasn't really on the up and up. I was giving the guards information. Like, you know how we said we would do. Sure that was me? Yes! There's a lot of Ronnies. There's a lot of them. Well I mean you weren't wearing this whole fancy get up glam glam. Ah, couldn't have been me. Well oh it looked just like it sounded like you too. Even a few of the same mannerisms. Mm. Wore a, a white a white coat though, not not this fancy gold. Not as much spray tan now that I'm looking at it. His hair was different, it was combed over.
0: Oh, is this your twin?
1: Uh maybe something like that. But, uh, yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely wasn't me. Uh, so,
2: where did you see this other guy? I just met him down near the Vulgar Unicorn. We always met down there. Listen, I got the payment. I got all the money. I got the item you requested. All you gotta do is get me out of here. I don't know if you have, like, you and your twin have, like, a ship set up for me or something. Whatever you need to do, I need to get the hell out of here so the ringleader does not find me, because that's bad news, bears. All right. um,
1: Yeah, maybe I can help you out. So you said you got a thing for me? You want you want to give me the give me the thing?
2: Hey, I wasn't born yesterday there, Mr. Ronnie O'Connell. I'm going to hold on to this here book, and I'll give you that book after. And this magic is potent. I'm not just going to give away a special magic item like this to anyone. You yeah, gotta get me out of here. Mm-hmm. 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 You see, pushing through the crowd, there is a tall, lanky person. They look odd. They are wearing the same red color outfit as um, this guy in front of you, but it's more like, kind of like a suit. Like it, it, he looks like a ringmaster from a circus. Okay. Uh, Invisibility on that guy Just a little touch of invisibility The guy beside you? Yeah So you just tap him on the shoulder and he's like Oh! (laughs) And he just like pops out Yep Oh well this is fancy
1: Yeah uh, so we got an hour So uh I kind of want to get out of here too We should go get a Danish yeah, I'm pretty hungry. Uh, I'm still carrying my plate, I assume.
2: <laughs> yeah, you still like you're just kind of finishing it up. <laughs> I'm gonna hand him hand him something off my plate. Oh, thank you. Like there's like yeah. a little piece of cauliflower like floats up and just slowly starts disappearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if the creature notices. <laughs> All right. So the creature, it looks and it saw the cauliflower disappear and it just looks confused. People are giving this thing a wide berth. It looks like it's like eight or nine feet tall and a ridiculous hat on it. It's getup is kind of impressive. You're like, oh, that looks actually kind of nice. I could wear that for one of my songs. <laughs> but, and like already like a song is formulating in your head. Uh-huh. But this creature, it like starts lurching towards you. Its hands are long. Its arms are long. Like its hands are basically dragging on the ground. Oh, that was good. Well, we should run.
1: Oh, we should yeah, run. Let's run. We should run.
2: <laughs> and I want
1: to just book it. I think what we should do is run to the vulgar unicorn.
2: That sounds like a real smart idea. Let's go. Oh, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> 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 so you start running towards the vulgar unicorn, and you've been there enough times. You know how to get there, especially from the market. Mm-hmm. You are running through the crowds. You're, like, pushing past people. Naturally, there's a person with a cart of melons that you just you shove the card over it wasn't uh-huh. in your way <laughs> I want to go back and pick up a melon and just smash it on the ground <laughs> yeah you do and the creature is now even closer because you did this <laughs> and it like stomps on melons people are starting to really get the fuck out of your way you hear in the distance a guard's whistle being blown and you look and the vulgar unicorn is like a block away and you're just quickly hoofing it so we go inside, or what's going on Bet he can't fit through a door.
1: You know what? I didn't even think about that part. I figured we'd just find the other Ronnie and he could tell us what the fuck we're supposed to be doing. Um Well, let's run inside. Who do we see what do we see
2: inside? You burst inside and there's a lot of cultists in here. (laughs) They're all like they have drinks and they're all talking and they're smiling. You see the woman behind the counter, she's wearing a necklace. And she has clothing that's the same red color. You remember meeting her before and she never had any of this getup. She Mm -hmm. looks at you and you see there are no eyes in that head of hers. And she just smiles. Welcome, Ronnie. What do we owe the pleasure? Uh, I'm looking for a different Ronnie. Is there another Ronnie here? There's another Ronnie. Interesting. Um, no, would you like us to help you find him? It's better if there are more people looking into this.
1: Uh... Oh, she's not wrong You know what? She's not wrong And normally people like that are really helpful yeah. uh, But uh, We don't really have time to go Looking for the other Ronnie If he's not already here So Maybe what we'll do instead Hmm, the guys already over there Is there another exit out of the vulgar unicorn?
2: Yeah, there's the back You now hear the doorknob is turning The front door
1: uh run through the crowd. Uh, while we're running through the crowd, I'm also grabbing one of those red robes, throwing it over me. If I can if you want me to make a little thing for that? Yeah,
2: make me a sleight of hand. All right, I got an 18. So you go and you grab one of these robes you're ripping past. They don't even seem to notice because they're all turning towards as this massive creature is trying to get through the door. And you hear a few of them go, Hello, Ringmaster. Welcome. As this thing is just breaking through the doorway. You hear the wood snapping as you make it to the back door. Okay, uh, so we're running through. It's like a back alley that you bust into. There's garbage cans and uh, just, like, there's troughs for all the dirty water and waste that people would pour out in the back. Mm. Is there a well nearby? You could probably find one pretty quick. They usually have them. I want to try and find a well. Okay, I'll let you do a perception. A nine... You are looking around trying to find a well. And if somebody had a bird's eye view, they would see Ronnie perfectly turning at each turn where there is a well and going the opposite way. Oh, no. And, and so you are just like running through these streets. You can't find anything. And you hear this thing now coming up behind you. You can now hear the familiar sound of ghouls this creature is just like screaming and gnashing their teeth and making strange hissing noises and Wilbur is you can kind of see him because you're the one who cast the spell oh my goodness oh, was that what his name is yeah oh sorry <laughs> by the way my name's Wilbur Watley just thought I'd let you know because in case you need to be like hey Wilbur what are you doing
1: okay I probably will forget that immediately First and safe. then uh, next time someone brings you up I'll say who is that Oh that's good.
2: Yeah. Good alibi. Yeah. Man, I am running out of breath. How are you so fit? Uh I run away from people a lot. Oh, that's good, that's good cardio. You have this cloak on now and some people are looking over at you just in disgust, like, oh it's another one of those fucking cultists. You know you're not too far away from the docks. There's a nobles district that's not too far away you know there is a river that goes through the middle of the city, and on the other side, it's, like, residential. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll head to the docks. All right. So make me an athletics check. 17. All right. You are running good. You look behind you just to see what's going on. You see that creature is going, and a bunch of the guards stop in front of it, going like, Halt! You can't go past here! What are you? State your business! And they all have swords drawn and they're pointing at the creatures the creature's now looking down at them and you quickly turn a corner and you think you've bought some time
1: so i'm running to the docks when i get to the docks what do i do i see any kind of small boats i'm
2: looking for like a something i can commandeer so you run to the docks and you see there are of course all the massive ships that are doing the hauling off cargo putting cargo on some of them are starting to leave you see there are just crowds of people going to the fish market that they have there Mm -hmm. a lot of warehouses everywhere and you do see a few small fishing boats that are tied up there's uh, a few small sailing boats and there's uh, some people that are like on the docks fishing from them
1: okay I want to run up to one of the fishing boats preferably one with no one on it
2: yep there's one run up to that you get to this fishing boat and you look like it's just been tied to the dock And you see there's no one on there. There's everything as far as boats go. They seem to make sense. You're like, okay, boat stuff's here. All right, I'm going to try and operate this boat. (laughs) So you hop onto this boat and start untying it. And Wilbur is on there with you. He's trying to help you out, like trying to move things around. He doesn't know what he's really doing. One weird thing that happens is while you're operating this boat and like looking around, you know exactly what to do. You know how to operate this boat. You know everything about this sailing boat. You have this memory really quickly of fishing. In the middle, like there was a storm and you were trying to operate your boat. You had other crewmen that you were trying to get back. You looked older in a reflection of this glass as you are making this boat move. But it kind of snaps back out and you're back on this boat. You know you're proficient now with sailing small crafts. Ooh, that's useful. And you're pretty sure what you just saw was another Ronnie's life. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So that ties into your jack-of-all-trades. So if you run into something that you're just not proficient with, like a weapon you've never used or something crazy like siege equipment or anything like that, you can try to roll your powers to try to become proficient in it. If you make just like an okay check, you're temporarily proficient with it. And if you like get like a 20 or above, then you can become proficient in something cuz you're learning from all the other Ronnies. That's really fucking clever, Lucas. <laughs> I've been fucking sitting on
1: this. That's a real that's a real that's a really that's a really, that's a really good one. Okay. So i try and uh, boat this guy away. Uh, I don't know what is on
2: the other side of this lake. Uh, it's not a lake. It's the ocean.
1: Because <laughs>
2: so, this is a... Oh, right. Coastal. Okay. So you see out in the distance there is a small island with a large tower on it. You see further out there seems to be some other islands. It looks like it's a naval base. Mm. You don't know much else. You see there are maps on here... Uh, some navigational tools, anything you need to kind of figure out. Uh, maybe I'll just ask. You. So, uh, do, you have, do you have a place you would want to go? Honestly, if you could just get me, like, up the coast, I could probably make my way.
1: Okay. we could try for that. Uh, so I'm going to sail north. Is this west-east west east or north-south?
2: Uh, so the coast is north-south. Uh,
1: north seems good. We'll go north a while.
2: All right, sounds good. Roll me a check to use this boat, so you'll add your wisdom modifier and your proficiency bonus. 16. So you are operating this craft, no problem. So this is one of your permanent ones, because it's like your ability's first unlocking. Mm-hmm. You are going through the motions. You know how to read this map. You can't read the words on the map, but you right. have the general gist of it, right? You're like, I know this. One of these Ronnies should have been able to read. Oh, well. You could try to learn if you want to try to learn to read. I think it's way funnier that none of the Ronnies can read. <laughs> it's just like a an actual condition that they have. <laughs> yeah. like they're, I don't know what the, the term for that is, like dyslexic. But even then, they could still read. Uh, they just have a harder time with yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you just have a one hell of a time reading so you can read your name there's that true and i think we also made it canon that ronnie can read arcane text but it has to actually be magical text not just someone writing something down in the spellbook. oh okay yeah because we had him read something magic one time i think okay that makes sense. oh right it was a scroll yeah that makes sense that he yeah it's not not actually reading yeah it's like he's just reading the magic So you are sailing along this coast, and every so often, you see these fish heads bob up and bob down. But the thing that's weird about them is they're quite large. You see, like, these two dead fish eyes looking up. Wilbur becomes visible because the spell runs out. He looks over the side of the boat and goes, Oh, shoot. Um... We got some deep ones following us. Hmm. Um... I think I got a spell that can make this boat go faster. It might yeah. not work, though.
1: Uh-huh. Well, um... Maybe before you do that, maybe I'll just, just just try this. And I want to stick my hand into the water and use Thunder
2: Wave. Nice. All right. Uh, do you cast it as a higher-level spell, or is it just first-level spell? This'll be... Yeah, I'll, I might as well cast it as higher-level. I can't imagine it
1: will use anything. I'll yeah. cast it at... Uh, level three. Alright, they both
2: fail. What damage do they take? 42. Oh, wow. So, this blast just goes out. Fish just float to the top as electricity is going through. You've really supercharged the spell, probably more than you ever have before. You can tell that your power is really gaining. You've never cast magic like this. And you see two large humanoid fish-like bodies just float to the top, and they're just face down. Oh, shoot, look at you, Mr. Magic Man. It worked. It actually worked for once. Wow, wow you're really good. Thank you. Are you, like, a famous adventurer? Uh, Yes, but don't go telling anyone. Um, unless they want to buy advertising space. That's fair. You want to keep expectations low, and then you'll just surprise them on the way. Exactly. Oh, wow. You're a smart businessman. I tried to make this guy like Little Gideon, except more useless. (laughs) All right, well, that's cool. Yes, nice sailing. So, what have you been up to anyways, Ronnie? Last I talked to you, or I guess your twin, you were trying to look for something to stop that there Dorum lady, and uh, I was giving you info uh yeah that one uh, that plan did not work uh
1: from what that twin was telling me uh well you saying a bunch of you were dying you're all getting killed off yeah, that probably happened too um right now I'm just trying to find a different Ronnie who maybe wants to take up the lead uh, and be the lead Ronnie so I can
2: get back to some important business. You think they're just gonna like let you chill after all this? Uh, yeah,
1: prob- probably. They probably will. Uh, they're they're pretty cool. Uh, I
2: think they'll I think they'll be okay with me with me just taking a breather here. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, I I got into this whole thing. I was, I'm actually a priest of uh Chantia, the the nature gods and uh, goddess of, like the harvest, but then. Your twin came up uh, probably about a month ago and said, Hey, I need your help. I need to get information on Dorum. And I just knew in my heart, I gotta help this poor soul. And so he was Mr. Science Book Smarts, and I myself am of the faith. And so I was like, I'll help you, and I can. I can get into a faith just like that. You know, I just snuck right in. (laughs) They didn't suspect a thing, but then it came time to do all that oogly-googly human sacrifice, and I wasn't so keen, and uh, that's when they knew I wasn't really all in. You know, uh,
1: I I guess I agree with your values. I probably would have just gone with the human sacrifice.
2: Um, I just thought it was so icky and the people weren't really into the sacrifice you know like if someone's like oh i want to do this it looks like fun then maybe but like he was not there for that
1: yeah you know i say this probably what i actually would have done was turned invisible and ran away yeah so maybe you should look into
2: invisibility i might buy some scrolls i think there's another church of mine it's just up near water deep so i'm probably gonna go there and uh, there's a lot of small farming communities Around Waterdeep So I'm sure they're all fine And I could just go stay there Okay You, you 100% kinda... Do you remember <laughs> about Waterdeep And its communities around it Uh, That's where the Steve was wasn't it That's where you sent the caravans uh. Oh that way
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah Uh Maybe Waterdeep's okay Oh it's it's a pretty powerful city I'm sure it's good Maybe. Maybe, uh. Where? What was Steve's town
2: called? Steve was from Geldspar. Geldspar. How far is Geldspar from here? Uh, from Sanctuary, it was about a week's travel, uh, and then Geldspar
1: got destroyed. But I thought there were still farms and stuff there. I thought it was just like the inn that got destroyed.
2: Uh, it was, like, the town that they had built up around it. Like, yeah, there is, like, farms in the area that would be fine. But, like, the little town that was built up there is gone. Oh. Man, we really turned into, like, real murder hobos in a lot of this, huh? It was more like you guys were trying to do the right thing, and (laughs) you would just bring the destruction to you, and as a result, the collateral damage would just kill everyone. But you were legitimately trying to save people Instead of just going into towns killing people That's true Well
1: uh, may, You know Maybe Waterdeep's not such a great idea uh, There are some farms around Geldspar And there is one that should be empty Oh, that sounds nice I could do a
2: farm Okay I mean, I worship the nature goddess of harvest Come on I'm going to take
1: him to... I'm going to try and sail up a bit farther. I don't know if I can actually sail towards Gelspar or not, but... No, it's more
2: inland, but you could at least get him to, like, a major road so that he could... Yeah, I'll do that. So you sail on for a bit. It. You guys probably sail for, like, three or four hours. And you finally get up far enough where, like, this should be good. No one can just, like, quickly run from Sanctuary to here. Okay. You get to a safe place with the boat, and you're able to tie it up all right. There's, like, little docks every now and then. It looks like people probably come out here to, uh, like, every so often to, like, stop and maybe unload onto a wagon or something in the area. Uh, So you stop at one of these, and then you see, like, there's a a couple little huts that people are just sitting at and chilling about near the area. And a few little houses that are a little closer to the shore. Well, this should do. I could probably find some rooms here, and uh, then I'll make my way off to that farm. Are you sure the owner of the farm won't be mad? No.
1: He still owes me work. Oh. I think if you just tell him that one of the Ronnies, that the Ronnie, said that, uh, you know, uh, I sent you and uh, you're, you're, you're going to go and either work for him or he'll work for you. I, I don't know. You can figure that part out. I'm sure we could work something out. and can help him out. You he can help me. Okay, and then you can both pay me tithes.
2: Oh, wow. Are, are you <laughs> honestly... Um, are you charging me right now for protection? I was about to pay I... you right now for uh, getting me out. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you didn't forget. Oh, no, I got it right here. So he hands you a sack of 500 gold pieces. So this is the fee for getting me out, and this is for... Just help me with those deep ones, because I bet they would have just grabbed me. I stayed here. And he hands you this book. And, uh, it's like a long book. Um, not too tall. And you see there's magical writing on it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you. so you look at the, the title, and you have the Book of Friends. <laughs> okay. So, what you can do with this come up with like in your own time come up a list of 20 yokai that you can summon with this book uh-huh and every time you could use it once a day and you roll a d20 and it'll summon oh. one of these creatures to help you and the, you can have them like give them personalities like if they actually would want to help if they would begrudgingly help you okay if they're like one of those sadistic monster ones or if they're like one that you know the ones that um, possess the lanterns and just fuck with people all night you know like you could just bring in whatever you want you could make up stuff just come up with like a list of these creatures and then you could use it once a day to summon these creatures to help you out sweet Okay. <laughs> and it's because Ronnie always wants friends he has a book of magically obligated friends uh uh-huh. that's the best kind <laughs> yeah so i think you could have some fun with that making up some or finding out like some really weird creatures to bring in i yeah they'll most likely you'll do some instrument-based ones or something yeah as i sweet. i remember playing so many games with that kind of stuff and then there's even the anime like natsume yajin show and i think uh i think this could be some fun shit that ronnie would bring in yep sweet So you see off Wilbur, and uh, he walks away, the Satyr man. You are sitting in this boat and snowing around. I mean, there's a few fishermen here, but you're kind of free to relax for a bit. What would Ronnie do with the remainder of his time before the rest of his party starts coming to? Would he just keep trying to look for a Ronnie? I need to find another Ronnie. So I need to find somewhere.
1: I I need to start looking for somewhere I can boost my my Ronnie finder.
2: Mm. Hmm. Alright. So we can say that Ronnie spends his time. He would probably not be reading about it, but you would probably at least be asking around, right? Like, trying to be like, right. hey, I need to find a place with, like, natural magics to boost this. Mm-hmm. Make me, um, three rolls of investigation and we'll see. Okay. How well you got this? Got a seven. I got another seven. Oh my god. And I got a five. <laughs> wow, true <laughs> Ronnie fashion. You Can't figure out any specific points, but you hear a few old people at a bar, one of the bars that you end up like playing at during one of the nights, and they tell you, Oh, yeah, there's a lot of natural magics up to the north. That's where there's a lot of those giant ancient trees of life, uh, a lot of those ancient old elven settlements. Oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff to the north, but there's a lot of orcs up there, and uh, there's a lot of dwarven settlements and stuff. I'm sure you could you could probably get an airship out there if you really wanted to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I could probably find an airship. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's, it's too difficult. You just need the money. I, you know, sometimes you do. <laughs> you have, like, played around places, mainly... You'd expect to get paid, but always your drink tab is so big that you kind of like Blues Brother it, and you have mm-hmm. to run <laughs> because you drank more than what they were going to pay you. Right. And uh, so you spent most of your time doing this, trying to research places of ancient magics. Does Ronnie have Knowledge Arcana as a skill? No. All right. We could say, because you spent so long, you're the one with the most time out of everyone. Right Uh, because you're the first to wake up. And we'll say you had enough time that like, every now and then you'd kind of go check on the guys. Maybe you feel a little guilty, see them, they're still all bandaged up. Slowly, one by one, they're waking up. But you uh, spent a lot of this time just learning about the magic of this world from all the people who are living in it. Okay. And we'll say that you have Arcana as a skill proficiency. Sure. Right under base loot, which I still have not used. Well, I think it's an actual skill. Is it, uh... Like, uh... like athletics and all that. It's under intelligence.
1: Oh, it is under... Okay. I thought it was,
2: like, a proficiency, like, light armor or something. Oh, no. But you do have uh, proficiency, like, basically, for light watercrafts. Oh, okay. The the guys will be so weirded out if they have to go on a boat, and you're like, okay, yeah, we'll just do all this. <laughs> and you just know everything, and they're like, What?
0: Oh, what a tale that Ronnie brought to us. Hope Wilbur does okay. He was one of our special agents that was undercover. He was there for a long time. It was quite surprising how long he held out. We're all grateful for your service, Wilbur. What's actually was quite interesting in this is finally seeing Ronnie start to evolve. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... I think there was a little bit of compassion, Ronnie caring a little bit more, but we'll see how that all turns out. The next prologue we have, travelers, shall be Borodon in the arcane understanding. And travelers, if you wish to help out and help us gain more strength and power to retake the Inner of the Seven Dice, feel free to leave us one of them good reviews. You could do that on iTunes, Podchaser, or you could even do it on the Stitch Air. We truly appreciate it, travelers. It really makes our day when we see those. Also, feel free to hop on over to our Patreon if you want to toss a few gold coins our way. We have a lot of one-shots there that explain more little bits about the story and just look into some fun elements. Even some cool guesting. Well, travelers, it's time for Michael to take watch, because I am tired. I'll you all. Adieu.